Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 97, and this is sports. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we have Off-Road Eddie. Yes, in the dark. I'm here. <laughs> And Tony Katz. Yes, yes, yes. And we are in the dark with a yes. star-styled nightlight. Yeah, the power a, is out. Not it, really, because oh, we're no. using a podcast, but you know, this, Andy. This out. feels appropriate, though, because it has been in this Southern California area. It has been pretty stormy the last few days, and mm-hmm. another one is blowing in for the evening, I believe, and into storm tomorrow afternoon number, or something. Storm morning. number three, and yeah, pretty much all day tomorrow. Uh, we might talk more about that on the entertainment podcast, yes. but thank you for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and as I just mentioned, check out our entertainment podcast after this one. But seeing as this is sports, shall we just get on into the nitty-gritty of it all? Yes. Sports. So yesterday was uh, the big game, the game you anticipate to watch every year, the Super Bowl. It's basically a holiday in America. It's like everybody... It's grocery shopping in the morning. It's You feel like it's Thanksgiving or Christmas morning when you're at the grocery store. Everybody's going to people's parties. You don't even think it's Sunday because people are getting hammered by noon before the game starts and stuff. And I've been told before, I don't know if these stats are still true, but they say that following Monday is the most taken, like, sick day of the year. Yeah, I think they said I saw, like, 17 million people will call out sick today. Yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty crazy. It just tells you how hard the people celebrate it. But Roads were light. Yeah, yeah, so it, it actually is some truth to that. But, uh... Anyway, I didn't. None of us watched the game together, so I'm. Uh, but I know we, we all watched it. it was yeah, so weeks. I'm just curious. What? Uh, I mean, I have my opinion about the game, and it's probably very similar to the rest of the majority of the world's. But uh, what was your guys' opinion on that what? football game yesterday? That 13 to three final score. May I go first? Absolutely. So, and, and backstory really quick. I came home from the gym at like one o'clock, and uh, to find out that. Bowser, the dog who's been featured on our Instagram, Tony's.Take, and on the pod, I think a couple times you can hear him bark even, uh, tried to commit suicide for the 97th time by eating uh, the uh, aluminum foil in the packaging of a, ch- a cream cheese. And uh, so we you know, got him to throw it up and uh, all of that nonsense. He went into the, the trash can to get it, which is locked. I don't know how he did it. Um, but then I, I, yeah, so I stayed home and kind of just made sure he – it was suicide watch make sure he was alive so i watched the game at home by myself and uh not being the biggest football fan in the room um i'm looking for i'm looking for blood you know and that game did not deliver at all um honestly it was quite boring i want to see 58 51 52 for the score you know and i saw one team not even score a real touchdown yeah, it's like what the fuck are we watching here? I get it, it's defense and all that fun stuff, but I, again, I'm not it, a person who enjoys football like the uh, you guys. Yeah, I mean, okay, no, I agree with that. So, Andy, what was uh your take on it? Just uh, just mysterious, like what? <laughs> yeah, I don't get this. Like after the the Chiefs thing where they shut the Chiefs off the first half, Chiefs really only had like three possessions, and it kind of like got away from them. Like what happened? And then they scored a bunch. So, you know, I never. I never saw this coming. That that exact game. Yeah, I don't think anybody did. It's just like what, like how how can this happen? It remind me, like the only thing I could think of that was close to this was last year the Rockets when they missed all the threes in a row. Oh yeah. Or just like that's totally their game and it just didn't work. But basketball 
that happens. Yeah. Where teams have bad games and are not their themselves, but like I agree. a team that scores 33 points a game to honestly, score three. Another good comparison of it, if you remember, both of you actually, was uh, when the Lakers beat the Celtics in game seven, like in 2011 yeah. or whatever it was, 2010. That was a very low-scoring game very when they beat the Celtics. Game. And that was a game seven. It was the same thing. It was kind of like people want to see offense. People wanted to see – even though it was a very exciting game at least. You know, it wasn't like it was like 78 to 61, but it was like into the mid-60s with like seconds to go in the fourth quarter, if I remember correctly. I mean, it was a very low-scoring game. Yeah. But uh, my take on it also was same with you guys and the rest. It was boring. And, I mean, I had a – and I'll get to this in a little bit. I had a, some prop bets going. Some I won, some I lost, some I came very close to winning, and some other just exciting prop bets that did hit in the game that could have paid you big money. But uh, before that, yeah, it was just – it was boring. I just didn't – it wasn't exciting to me. I mean, I know the Patriots start off with, like, the low-scoring first quarters, but it was, like, 0-0, and then it was 3-0, and then you're, every moment you kept waiting, like, okay, well, eventually the offense is going to go, and it was just – all it was was Brady to Edelman for like a few yards, and then yeah. next thing you know, a punt's happening or uh, whatever. Even the kickers, each kicker missed a field goal. I mean, and they had said that that year in, in that stadium, the kickers were 31 for 31 in field goals in Atlanta this year. But, yeah, it was just – it just wasn't that exciting. And then also, like, I think the biggest thing that – I don't even know – I don't think it's come out yet, but I'm curious to find out when it does is what was going on with Todd Gurley. Another game where Todd Gurley – didn't very didn't play very much. Looked, you know, was limited. Yeah. He did look explosive at times, but still, the point is they're not playing him. I mean, earlier in this year, he was getting carries after carries. He was th- their offense. He was he was the best offensive player in the league. Of any quarterback, yeah. You know, just and so he by far he ended up like again doing what he had done all playoffs, which was pretty much nothing. And then uh, Jared Goff though, just I know there was times where he had pressure, but even when he didn't, he just looked awful. His throws were going short. You know, he was missing throws. He just had pressure. He's making bad decisions. And, I, I mean, here's the thing. He's, what, 24, 25 years old. It was his first Super Bowl. That happens, you know. And, I mean, Jared Goff, I I believe, will be there again, whether it's next year or in a couple years. I do think as long as he stays with McVay, he will get to another Super Bowl in the near future. So, at least he did get that taste in his mouth. But the other thing is, is when we think about this game, you're thinking Patriots-Rams. Everyone's thinking, oh, this game's going to be – High 20s, low 30s, maybe even someone gets into the 40s. We're going to see back-and-forth offense. There's not even going to be defense in this game. You know, it'd be one thing if this game was like Ravens-Bears or something, you know what I mean, where you actually had two really good defenses and two quarterbacks that are kind of like, I mean, they're good, but nothing like special. But this game was supposed to be an offensive juggernaut game, and it wasn't. And then you got all these people saying, like, the what-ifs, like what if it would have been Kansas City and New Orleans instead, or even what if New Orleans would have been in there instead of the Rams? You know, I think that would have been. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this right now: if Patriots would have played the way they played yesterday and it, and it was against New Orleans, I think New Orleans would have beat them. New Orleans, yeah, because I really do think Goff had some nerves, and then we don't know the health of Gurley. But I mean, I would have liked to. Ra- I would have rather seen Breeze in there with Kamara and stuff. Yeah, they wouldn't have been held to three. Yeah, that's a sure, that's, sure. But like the other side of that is that Rams defense where. They've been haven't been great all season. Yeah, and the they did look good. I mean, that's the other thing is people so well. don't get don't really haven't that I haven't heard enough about is that you got to feel for that Rams defense. They held Tom Brady and the New England Patriots to 13 points. Yeah, and they nothing to show for it because the offense that averaged in the 30s a game just didn't wasn't there. And uh, the other thing about that was I talked to uh, some people I've talked to about it. Literally have said I turned it off or I fell asleep, and. Uh, so one of the prop bets was over under 
1.5 million people to tune in and watch the game. And I heard, I don't know if this was true, but I thought I heard that 111 million people watched the Pro Bowl, which I could maybe believe Wait, because no. there was nothing else that day. What? No way. Well, that's what I heard on a show. There's no chance. I, I don't know. That's what I heard. I mean, it could be wrong, but I mean, I think it's wrong. I don't know if she meant to say that, but I could have sworn that's what I heard. But uh, regardless, only 98.2 million viewers tuned in for this one. And that was the second lowest, or not the second lowest, the lowest since 2003 when it was the Buccaneers and the Raiders when the Buccaneers outscored the Raiders 48-21 uh, to 21 to win that. So regardless, I mean, it was it was just a boring Super Bowl. It wasn't good. It, uh, you know, I just, I mean, it just was like also for people that play the squares, think about it. It's like 0-0, zero, zero, then it was... Three yeah. zero. Then it was three three. Then it was three three again. I uh, yeah. To the squares, yeah. I got fucked. But really quick, the uh, Pro Bowl was just under nine million viewers. Okay, so I, that's what I thought. Actually, that makes more sense. I agree. Cause when I heard one hundred eleven, I was like, what? But I think maybe she said, I don't know. I don't know if they were fucking around or what. But yeah. So ignore what I just said. It was only <laughs> nine million, way off. But anyway, the Super Bowl still went ten million people under expectations for them to have watch and let's be honest 98.2 million people might have been had the tv on but i can already tell you i was in a room that had out of the nine people i watched the game with maybe honestly maybe only me was paying attention actually yeah. my buddy's brother was also but everybody else i had a couple of people just looking at their phone three of the girls actually went into the other room and were gone for about an hour <laughs> and then two of my buddies who are actually big football fans fell asleep i mean it was just just wasn't that fun of a game. It wasn't exciting. Like, you look back to the Eagle game last year, exciting. There was missed po extra points. There was touchdowns and touchdowns. There was lead changes. There was uh, missed uh, – I mean, there was two-point conversions. There was guys throwing to quarterbacks. I mean, it just – this year it was just not – it just was not fun. It was a boring game, and, I mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah, it was just so strange. It seems like that was like a game that was like in super cold weather or something. Yeah. Or... Like, if, if that game was in Chicago – where it was zero degrees. Yeah. That would have been dope. Exactly, and that would have been a time you would have expected a game to be yeah, like that. Yeah, and I would have understood. Yeah, when the Rams the Rams got uh, killed by the Bears not that long ago, that game was in like 20 degrees, and they were going against the Bears, who have way more talent on defense than the Patriots team. But, but as far as like the ratings, why people didn't tune in, I think there's just a lot of problems where a lot of people don't want to watch the Patriots again. Yes. And then the I was Rams gonna... are... Rams might be one of the least popular teams in the NFL. I agree. I'm gonna. I was so. gonna actually just get to that too. Is also something you do have to keep in mind. The city of New Orleans protested yes, the Super Bowl, so yeah. New Orleans actually had a big party, and New Orleans is a big, a big place, and they had a big party, so they were all had all their people out there partying and stuff, and then a lot of people out there that are New Orleans fans or maybe just also thought like, you know what, the NFL is going bad protested it also and that really hurt their views and like you know you got to think about it. all these people care about at the end of the day the nfl is one of the biggest businesses in the world they want ratings they want views that's what they need and the fact that it was so low they really do have to figure something out with the referees and like certain replays and stuff like that because they honestly can't have that happen again i mean that was really poor and uh you know but uh like to get to like some of the exciting stuff of the game for the people. Cause the only people that probably did enjoy that game yesterday were Patriot fans and gamblers that had the Patriots minus two and a half 
or had prop bets that won or had the under 56. If you had the under 56, you were in your snooze chair halfway through the second because that yeah. thing was already locked up. But uh, I wanted to really quickly talk about some of the props that uh, won and that I won and that I lost and came close to. So I'll start with uh, I'll start with the one that was the big one that some guy won in Vegas, I guess, or somewhere. I think it was Vegas. He put two hundred and fifty dollars on a four hundred to one bet that the Rams would score exactly three points. That's insane. Four hundred to one decides I'll put two fifty on it. Give me a clean yeah. hundred grand, and he hit it. And that's why those prop bets are always kind of worth at least sprinkling a little bit on. Sell that to anyone. That's just like yeah, it's. But uh, what inside I, information do you have that you ever think that's going to happen? Like, well, I don't know if you have any. I think you just like yeah. the odds of four hundred to one. And if you're, if yeah. think about it, I mean, two hundred fifty dollars to some people isn't much. He might say to himself, like, yeah, I've spent this on you know this before. I, I've got an extra two hundred fifty laying around. I'm going to do it. Why not? If it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, oh well. And he got it hit. You know, he got lucky. So another prop that uh, I could have bet on that I didn't. I wish I would have. Obviously now was a 45 to 1 bet that Tom Brady's first pass of the game would be an interception. Yeah. And his first pass, sure enough, they start off with like what, three or four handoffs, and then he throws the ball to Hogan, it gets tipped up and linebacker comes in there and picks it off. And right when I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit, you got to be kidding me." And then uh another good prop bet that uh was 30 to 1 was Edelman to win MVP. That was a good prop bet, which actually should have had good value because Edelman does well. Well, they get back-to-back 150-yard games. Yeah. So he was definitely a favorite target. Yeah, and the thing is, is most people, the Brady was the heavy favorite. He was almost one to two odds to win MVP, but uh, he didn't. I mean, he only threw one touchdown and zero. I mean, the zero touchdowns and one, I mean, no, one touchdown, one interception. No, zero. zero hold on, I'm zero sorry. Touchdowns, zero touchdowns, one interception, and then under 300 yards. So he didn't even have an MVP-worthy game. I mean, Edelman deserved it. If you're going to give it to anybody. The funny thing about Edelman's MVP performance is that. He was even involved in the touchdown drive. Like it seemed like most of his catches came. It was Gronk, yeah. When, you know, they weren't they were they were getting some first downs, but they weren't scoring. Like yeah. But you know, you get you put that kind of numbers in a low scoring game, then yeah, you're gonna get the. Yeah, so he ended up he won that. You know, he won that pretty easily. And then uh, another one. So then I'm gonna talk about the ones I had really quick. So, I won two of them. I won two prop bets, and the two I won. One of them was at almost three to one odds that Greg Zerline would miss a kick. Yeah. So for those of you that watched very it, lucky. know that it came at the very, very end. So I did get lucky. And my other one I won that I was pretty proud of was almost eleven to one odds. It was ten and a half to one. Is that the winning quarterback? The first person he would think was the fans. Yeah. And I thought that was great value. The number, the favorite was his teammates, and then after that it was like wife, family, and then it was coach, and then it was like God. And then it was like other or something like that. And I thought to myself, like, hey, if Brady wins, he might think Patriot Nation. And sure enough, he said that one of the first things he said is, you know, this felt like a home game. It felt like we were in Foxborough tonight with all you fans here. We can't thank you enough. And I was just like, yes. And so it actually took a while. It took over an hour for my site to refresh it because I think they have to, like, get everything figured out and be yeah, like, okay, what what things. did win? And sure enough, I, I did win. So I was pretty stoked on that. And – uh now there was two that I lost or three that I lost that were very close. Yeah. So the first one that I lost early in the game that was very close was at 15 to one odds. I said, Sony Michelle would have the first Patriot catch. And I thought maybe like, Oh, maybe there would be a play yeah. when Donald got in there and he would be forced to just dump it. So they did have a play where they passed 
where it was set up that he was going to throw a quick screen, like a quick little pass to Sony Michelle, and he did it, and Michelle wasn't really looking, and it just went right by him, and I was like, oh, that was my chance because that's not going to happen again. Edelman ended up getting the first catch. You know, no surprise there. The second one I got that I just barely missed was Rob Gronkowski to score the first touchdown of the game. That one play they tossed it to him, he caught it and was down at about the two. So that led to Michelle getting the first touchdown. And then the last one I had was Robert Woods over 72 and a half yards, and he had 70. Very, It's a game of inches, boys. It's a game of inches. Boys and girls out there listening, it's a game of inches. But, uh, yeah, those were pretty much the, for me at least, with the prop bets, like the ones that I won and lost and how I came close and then pretty much uh, those big ones and whatnot. But, you know, it was a uh, – so, I mean, but even watching the prop bets, I mean, it took till the third quarter for me to have someone win that touchdown bet. The whole time I'm sitting there like, okay, is anything going to even happen here? Because yeah. I want to say it was like 50-1 to 1 to say there wouldn't have been a touchdown in the game, which, I mean, at, at that point was actually looking pretty good. Yeah, I didn't do any of the, the prop bets, but I remember telling you I liked just taking a lot of unders Yeah. because I thought the game would be kind of what it was, like lower scoring than people thought, but mostly because I thought the drives would be longer, longer like ball control drives. Um, but, like, interestingly enough, Edelman, Gronkowski, and Cooks, like the three big receiving names you know, I think they went, they all went over. Yeah. Whereas you have been – if you could have taken the under for – Dorsett and Hogan oh, yeah. and Reynolds. I believe Dorsett and Hogan both had zero and, yards, and, right? Yeah, well, Brady didn't complete a pass to another wide receiver, I don't believe. Other than Gronk and Edelman? Yeah. yeah actually, might be. I and actually, I think a, oh, maybe a couple to White. I think but, Burkhead, Burkhead, I think, had yeah. a couple also. But then also on the, on the Rams But you're side, right, if you're talking about wide receiver, though, actually. Yeah, uh, Gurley didn't have anything receiving. Anderson had won the catch. It's like if you just took a lot of these – yeah, I'll they tell both you. went under. I think so. Run, right running. now, for uh, passing, uh, Gronk. I mean, Edelman had ten catches, 141. Gronk had six catches. So the other one, there was one more receiver, Patterson. Had oh, I two, forgot they threw to him. Had two catches for 14 yards, and then other than that, it was Burke had two for 15. James White one for five, and then Michelle zero catches with two targets. But it's not even about the fact of the receivers; it's about the targets too. Yeah. Hogan didn't get tar. I mean, it's funny that they say Hogan, Hogan didn't six. get targeted, but he did get targeted on the pick on the interception. I think he had a bunch of targets just in completions. Yeah, but they they don't even have. I mean, on here usually it at least says like if they were targeted, but I don't know. But you're right. And on then on the Rams side, it was all Cooks and Woods, and then Reynolds had three for twenty eight. But a tight end, a tight end did yeah. not catch one that, ball. So on like none of those none of those guys had anything. So so if you're looking for that, like that that deep value um, on like the first touchdown or something where it's like I Higby or somebody like that. I said, I said Devlin, which yeah. might happen if Gronk got a yard closer and Devlin might've got the carry up the middle for the touchdown, but yeah, they're fun. But then the, you say with the, with the, how ugly the game was, it made the props less fun. Cause there was like, less exactly. Going on even. It's exactly. Like, like there wasn't receiving yards and there wasn't other stuff. You know, other stuff like that. It and really did the make. the first touchdown happens in the first quarter, and you that one's done. Yeah. It's fun. You already got one closed out. Yeah, exactly. Quickly. It was very it's stressful like, for me. I was looking there. I did. I, th- I want to say I did a total of eight props, and I think at halftime, seven of mine were still alive. Granted, three of them were one thing of, like, total, uh, like, who's going to get the first touchdown, but yeah. still, it was like, you know, it wasn't, it just wasn't, you know, it, it was just, uh, it was hard to watch. And then my squares, I had, one of my squares I had was, and I had two different pools. I was actually in three different ones, but one of them I had shitty numbers. But the other two pools I was in, 
I had one of them was seven and zero, and the other was four and zero. So I'm sitting there confident yeah. that I'm like I'm winning at least one of these, and I ended up losing, like not even being close. Yeah, it just... is pouring rain <laughs> yeah. right. Now. Yeah, we are uh, actually right now in the dark oh with a with a star like a. What do you call this? Like space? I don't know. Yeah. A globe thing moving around, it's and it is kid. pouring rain outside right now. Holy crap! So, uh, you can, maybe you can even hear it, but uh, this is what the the Rams have to come back to. Yeah, pouring rain. Yeah, it's what they deserve. Yeah, and it's supposed to actually be very cold in this area. And I mean, I and some of you listeners in like the middle of the country, yeah, East Coast, because I mean, you never know. We might have some of you guys. But uh, yeah, That's I mean, it was just uh. It was just kind of like, you know, it was just whatever. But uh, the one thing, the last thing I wanted to talk about with the prop bets was the national anthem because one of these other podcasts I listen to, they're big-time sports betting guys, R.J. Bell. They really really do know what they're saying, and they're very good at it, and they always give out their picks, which is pretty cool. They're not trying to sell you on a bunch of packages. They're just out here trying to, like, actually inform you, you know, and whatnot. And uh, he had a buddy of his Instagram message him, and say, hey, I've got some inside info on the national anthem. One of that guy's buddies is a secu- is a security guard, and was yeah. there while she was practicing the national anthem. And I guess each time she was right about a minute fifty nine, two minutes, a minute fifty nine or so. And I think she did end up finishing it at about a minute fifty nine. They said, and I think on my website it was one, it was one hundred and eleven seconds. So I think that was just like what one one forty one then, yeah, or one fifty one. 151, 100 right seconds now. would have been 140. Yeah, so 151 on my site. And uh, other sites, though, I heard it was as high as like a minute 55. But uh, anyway, it, it went over, you know, and so he was right. But it's just that's what's so funny about those kind of preps, props, especially the national anthem. That's why I personally try to stay away from those ones because it is so easy for it to be public knowledge and somebody does listen. Like a, a year ago, I was able to get the prop bet on Justin Timberlake on what uh, – color i think it was like what color hat he'd be wearing or something or what color shirt or no it was like what color shoes and if he would have a hat and a good friend of ours was good friends with a guy who actually works with him and was on the plane with justin timberlake and was able to tell us he's not wearing he's not gonna be wearing a hat and his shoes are black or something like that and so you know a lot of those sites though for those bets they only let you bet like a max of like 300 bucks or something so even then, you're not making too much money, but hey, an extra easy guaranteed 150 bucks or 200 bucks is not bad. Yeah, the color of the Gatorade's a big one. Yeah, which is like I don't even I don't even see that. Like I can't imagine that Belichick getting hit with Gatorade, right? They didn't they don't hit him with there. He would cut you, right? But they did pour it on him. Really? Yeah, I think it was like blue. He didn't like immediately. Oh no, up. he loved it. Oh wow. He's Bel- when it's all said and done, and it's a, and it's a victory. Belichick likes it. That's the only time you'll see him like smiling or happy. But uh. I mean, yeah, I don't. Uh, I think that was pretty much all I really had for the game. It was just, it was a snooze fest. It was not that exciting. It was one of the lowest rating Super Bowls. It it is. So we talked about the Patriots dominance a couple weeks ago, but it is just frustrating that they're like able as, to do something like that. Can you guys even remember the last Super Bowl that was that boring? I mean, I guess you can kind of say Denver and Seattle because it was such a blowout. Yeah, blowout but at the same say, time, though, uh, Tampa, at least you're seeing touchdowns. And yes, the Tampa Bay Oakland one was the last one. That uh, that was uh, that uh, was the lowest rating game. Yeah. 
So, uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of people didn't like that one because that was a blowout kind of at the beginning, I think, right? Yeah, it wasn't, I think it was like, it, like pick six right away. Yeah, they blew it out early. That defense just dominated Oakland. Yeah. So, I mean, people like seeing the close games. and But this game, it wasn't it, – like, not even was it really close. It wasn't even – I mean, I guess it was close for a little bit, but it was just it was just people want to see points. I'm yeah, sorry, like it was close in that maybe some of the old Brandon timers. Cook, remember, Brand Brand Cooks got open. Yeah, he should have caught that ball. Um, the first one that was way late, Goff just I don't know missed him, and then the other one where it could have been a game tying score. Um, the guy kind of grabbed his hand a bit and he couldn't pull it in. And uh, I mean, the Rams should never been in that position where they had to make all the, those plays because they just weren't making any other ones. I think really what what did them in was, if you notice, they were always very late. Rams are a high-paced team. They like to get the call in early. They like uh, McVay to be in Goff's ear pre-snap. But they decided to, to go late so that that uh, the Patriots couldn't be calling plays. They, they, they weren't breaking the huddle until after the headsets were cut off. I don't know if you, you heard that. What was that? So they weren't – the Rams weren't breaking the huddle until the headsets were cut off because they didn't want, like, the Patriots defensive coordinator or Belichick to be able to say, oh, they're lined up in this way, this is what's going to happen. Oh. You know, like what, to- yeah, what Tony that. Romo does. They didn't want the Patriots defense to be able to do that. But the, the Rams have been good. They always get the line early yeah. so that McVay can then tell him, oh, look, the defense is like this. The read's going to be here. But since they tried to play, like, oh, we can't let the Patriots, they're too smart. So they changed the way they play. And that's what I was And then actually, Goff was always late. And it, the pass rush was all over. That's what I was going to say. Actually, that's what I literally told somebody today at my work that came in, a customer. I was talking to him. I said, that's the thing with the Patriots is they're so smart and they're so good that teams overthink, I feel like, when they play them and they play out of their game plan and it, it fucks them up. It really does. Like, Belichick's in your mind. Like, that's why I always say with when Pete Carroll – Passed instead of handing off. He thought, I think, I that... I think it's overrated. I know, but I still think he thought we'll, we'll pull him off because they're expecting run, and worst case, it'll be an incompletion. The last thing he expected, I think, was a pick. He obviously trusted Wilson enough there, but still, I mean, I, I still think Belichick gets in teams' minds and gets in their heads, and it's it's difficult for him. Yeah, and I really do it, believe it that. It just really, like, you can see, Goff was just horrible under pressure, and I don't know if that's, you know, that's been what it's... That's what it usually is because the Rams' offensive line, I think most people considered the best in the league this year. And the Patriots are still getting pressure at will with, you know, no superstars on that side of the ball, really. I mean, outside of, outside of the secondary, which does have great players, but, like, in the front seven, the Patriots don't have, like, a big-name guy, really. And they were always in his face. And, I mean, if you look on the other side, Brady was pretty horrible with the little pressure they got on him. Yeah, Just no, like he was it. also. So, and if you actually look at that first throw of the game that he did throw to Hogan, that thing's not even like a good spiral. No. That thing was all wobbly. And so it even looks like it's – it reminded me also a little bit of uh, the Super Bowl a few years ago that the Broncos did win where Peyton Manning yeah, yeah. just played was, shitty, but the defense – stepped up and that or actually this defense was actually really good that year the defense just played well and he was able to survive that was almost Brady didn't play a good game yeah defense stepped up for him also an older quarterback and he just uh he was able to get the victory and that's why you know like that year Manning didn't get MVP neither did Brady so they had to give it to someone else but uh also with that is Carolina was kind of similar to the Rams in a little bit as they were just a dominant offense that year I think they were like the number one offense in the NFL that year 
Well, they were yeah, up there Cam at least. Newton won MVP. Yeah, so I mean, great. they were the they were the team, and then they went into the Super Bowl, and I want to say they didn't even they scored only like one touchdown, also didn't they? I mean, they that yeah, was a bad I don't game. Think it was much for them yeah i think that was also a pretty low scoring game but but what's different is like that broncos team was a great defense all year long yeah the, the super bowl where the seahawks shut down the broncos that bronco or that seahawks defense was great or like you said the tampa bay when they shut down the raiders tampa bay was a great defense patriots were a middling defense the entire season and like i said they have they have some good guys in the secondary but they're just not really full of you know pro bowl caliber caliber for players that yeah they held the Rams to 10 percent of their scoring average that's like it's that's the lowest in in the Super Bowl ever any team's done that but it's coming from a not historically great defense where we've had some like amazing defenses the Ravens of 2000 it was just a phenomenal defense and I think yes. they held the Giants to six or something that Buccaneers defense also was very yeah. good that beat that beat up on the Raiders no one's ever going to remember the guys on this Patriots team, they might have one Hall of Famer. Gilmore might make the Hall of Fame. That's the only guy in that roster I could see. It, this is not uh, a team of, you know, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and stuff like that. Like, yeah, and even that Seattle team had that whole Legion of Boom. Yeah. When they had Sherman and Bennett and so it's, uh, Earl it, Thomas. I think it's got to be the, the best performance by defense relative to their talent level. Yeah, no, I agree. And especially if you do compare it to an offense that was that had the talent that offense yeah. had. But uh, and you know a lot of people I really do think a big and it was also like other people I'd heard say was when you're looking at this Rams team people had to realize this wasn't the same Rams team that was playing in September and October. Oh, Cooper. That, Cooper Cup. I was just gonna say that Cooper Cup was a big thing. People don't think about him that much because you don't you know he's not a, the biggest name player, but he would have made a difference in that game. If you he like really wide, wide receivers like Julian Edelman, <laughs> yeah, Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup would have helped him out a lot in that game. Yeah. So. It's just a bummer for the Rams that they got this far, and then you at least because I'm sure you know if you're gonna lose, at least lose if it was like 31-27, like at least go out with pride. But yeah, I mean, like, three like points. Mahomes, like Mahomes, like I'm ready to get back out there. Like yeah. I don't know what how the Rams feel now. Yeah, or you could tell like Patrick Mahomes went to the Pro Bowl. And I'll, I'll like, tell you right now, great the, experience. A big win. A, a a team that really kind of won on Sunday was in a way was the New Orleans Saints, though. The fact that it was such a bad Super Bowl, yeah. the fact the Rams only scored three points. And the fact that it was the lowest rating Super Bowl since 2003, that you know that made the Ram the uh, Saints fans a little, at least a little happy, at least kind of let them help the wound a little bit. So, but uh, you got anything else about that game, or was that uh pretty much the scoop of that uh thrilling game yesterday? Yeah, I think I I really wonder what the story 20 years from now, 30 years from now, what were, what were we talking about? Like. like I'm interested in Todd Gurley. Is Todd Gurley going to have a Hall of Fame career? Because what? Yeah, because it is getting scary with him because he has been injury prone in the past. Well, I I think it's almost better if the Rams came out and said, yes, he was injured the whole time. Because otherwise, what what's the alternative? That yeah. he choked. He got so nervous about the big games that he didn't know how to play anymore, and they couldn't trust him. Like what? What else happened? How how does that happen? I I, I think for his sake, they need to say, oh yeah, his MCL was not working right and you know he needed that and he gave it his all or something just do something for him because and it is funny a benefit to the rams not being you know being a new team to la not having this like big fan base they're not getting as killed as they would you know any other any other team when you have a performance like that and you got all the local fans questioning every single 
uh, the coach, does the coach need to get fired? What's going on with the quarterback? All that kind of stuff. It's going to be quiet. In, here in L.A., there's only one thing that matters right now, and it's a guy with a unibrow. Yes, so, this was a good transition, so Andy. True. This is true. Our other big news here that uh, other than the Super Bowl, and especially more so for us being uh, in the area, is that uh, Anthony Davis, there's still the talks. Lakers are still trying to get him. And uh, there was rumors that came out today that the Lakers had offered another trade for the Pelicans that supposedly spiked their interest more. And I'm not surprised because the Lakers are willing to give up a lot. And apparently in the trade, the Lakers were willing to give up Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley, Lance Stevenson, and then I believe like two, two first-round first picks. And they also said something like they would, what well, they they pay like a luxury tax too or something like that or yeah, there's something about some salary sort of cap salary cap thing that yeah. they would pay. So they're really doing everything they can to try to get Anthony Davis. And I'm actually there's two of us out of the they three get of us. Solomon Hill too. Don't don't forget. Is that true? Yeah, I think that's part of. The so game. that was actually what I was saying to people earlier was, I was like, okay, well obviously someone else would come over, and I even said, give me somebody like Etwan Moore, or Darius Miller. They're not going to give up Etwan Moore. He's too big. Yeah, part of the rotation. But that's well, what I'm getting at, though, is with all those people they're getting, none of those were bigs. Yeah, all of those were wing players. So that's what I'm saying is like they'd have to get rid of some wing players, and uh, so that's why I was thinking like maybe even even like a Darius Miller or something. Just give me someone that can shoot the ball beyond 24 yeah. feet, you know. But uh, Solomon Hill, I know he can shoot the ball, so I mean that wouldn't be horrible. But uh, I mean they're really going all in here and I think it's it's definitely a future thing I mean we've heard even last week rump, like rumors from like Clay Thompson saying that if Lakers did get Anthony Davis and the Warriors didn't sign him to a max deal that he would be interested in playing here and I think that's real because you know his dad played for the Lakers his dad happen, though they won't have unless he takes a, a lower deal I mean yeah it'll well, just I, depend what he wants to do yeah all, all I mean the, hey these are what he said you know I mean as yeah. I know you don't want to believe it yeah Andy. but it is what he said I'll believe it when and I see it. He understands. No, I know. I'm just saying. But also what I'm getting at is I'm just telling you. I know you have a lot of emotion with the Lakers. Yeah. But what I am telling you is that is what he said. And it would make sense if he did eventually want to play here because his dad played here. His dad still works here. He comes out here a lot because he's a local kid. Went to Santa Margarita. He's got like a camp out here that he does in like the summertime and whatnot. So, I mean, he he's just close to this area. So, maybe, if, I mean, if they do win it this year, that'll be what? His fourth ring, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he might get to a point where he's like, okay, you know what, I've got four rings. But I, I do – I mean, if he does want that max deal, then maybe he will go somewhere else because there will be teams out there that will give it to him. But I'm just curious if he would downgrade his team, if he would be like, okay, I've got four rings. Maybe I go to a team that's not that good and get a monster deal. Or is he going to get still good money and still want to play for a contender? I mean, I think ultimately – I have to imagine as a kid, being growing up around here – his dad playing for the Lakers. I bet it was a dream of his to eventually play oh, for the for Lakers. Sure. So I mean, you know who also was a dream of Lonzo Ball, and now you're and, just gonna throw him away like and he trash. got it. And he got it. Yeah, he was here. And he got it. And now he's gone. Maybe. Lavar is not happy. Well, Lavar isn't happy. Lavar actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Lavar actually, I saw today that he brought up that if his son does get traded, he wants him to go to the Phoenix Suns. He yeah. wants his son to play for a team. Well, he's ready to retire. Lavar <laughs> <wants> yeah. <laughs> He wants his son to play for a team that already doesn't have an established point guard. And the Pelicans honestly have a few point guards. Uh, Alfred Payton's there. They have a uh, – I mean, I know Drew Holiday plays more shooting guard now, but he's still, he's still a point guard in our still eyes, under I feel six like. six foot five exactly. and guard. So. And he was a UCLA guy. I know, Andy, you at least like Drew UCLA, Holiday. One-year UCLA, Southern California guy. That's... Uh, 
And then obviously if they were to get Rondo, Rondo's point guard. Not what like he wouldn't be a starter, obviously, but I'm still saying he's still a point guard. So I mean, he wants him to go somewhere that would just be that has a point guard wide open. On that second team, R- Rondo and Holiday, if you remember last year, played great in the playoffs. They right, played great next to each other. Yeah, but um, I don't think Rondo wanted to go back. I don't think that was part of the plan. I would agree. What if they trade a LeBron? <laughs> yeah, they just get, they just so, get too drunk. Like, it was too good of a deal. I'm sorry, LeBron. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. It was actually funny because earlier today I actually said that the one person I didn't want to be in that trade was Lance Stevenson because he's just been playing. He's been playing he's pretty well. You. He's teasing you. And he's got like the guitar going on and he's become a fan favorite. <laughs> but if he's got to go for Davis, he's got to go because that's what's funny. is like, and I'm wondering if that's why New Orleans isn't that interested in it because when you look at the other, I think they're almost giving them more people to try to make the offer look good. But like, if you really do break it down, in our opinions, we've all had this strong opinion. We don't think Brandon Ingram's that good. Kyle Kuzma obviously is good. Lonzo Ball, I think it's just it's up and down. Like I'm still unsure of what I think of him. Yeah, and then he's got real injury problems. That, exactly. That's a concern. And then you look at the other three guys: Rondo, Stevenson, Beasley. They're all getting up there. Beasley is useless. <laughs> Beasley is absolutely useless. Rondo, I mean, he can still kind of play, but he doesn't belong on a team like New Orleans. And then Lance Stevenson. He gives you energy, but again, he doesn't belong on a team like New Orleans. Those guys need to be on teams that are actual are contenders today, tomorrow. Yeah. They can't be to a team that's going to get some young guys and hope to be good in a couple years. And then you get those two picks that are going to be, what, like 22 to exactly, 30? Exactly, yeah. It's, not, it's Yeah, I don't love it. I think, I think you have to really be in love with Lonzo Ball to take that deal. Because the other guys, you say like Kuzma might be the best, most productive player of those three, but he's clearly a flawed player and then yeah ingram i don't know if ingram got traded i don't know if he would just have a meltdown or what or maybe he'd love it and he'd thrive but i don't know but it's it's looking more and more like this new orleans does not want to make that deal because they want at least one like assured guy and they said that they're probably going to wait until the celtics can get involved because right now the celtics can't make a trade for him it's just there's those obscure nba well then uh but then we also had anthony davis's dad come out saying he doesn't want his son to play for the celtics because of how they treated isaiah thomas he said there's no loyalty there or anything like that so that's interesting there's a different story i don't know if you saw today that it's like oh his camp has said that he'd be willing here's the teams he'd be willing to re-sign with if he gets traded to they said yeah lakers celtics the clippers yeah Big big name team now. Everyone yeah. wants to hey, hey. Clippers. I'll tell you what, if he went to the Clippers, that would actually make them pretty exciting. But I mean, I'd I, like to see your opinion on that. They I'd have be nothing curi- to trade for. I was going to say, I'd be curious what they would give up because it would have to be. Canadian. It would have to. I would want to say if he was to ever go to the get traded to them, I would have to say Lou Williams would have to be in the mix. Yeah, for sure. Tobias yeah, Harris be would like, be in there. Boban, you got to go. <laughs> and be like, no, I don't want. I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I kind of like the. I mean, I know you're the Clipper fan here, but I mean, they got a fun little gritty team right now. I like the fact that it's like they don't have yeah. like a super superstar but they have a good team though and they win together they're like a college team like a good college team where like yeah like you could Texas Tech or something yeah Tech- none okay. of them are gonna stand out but they're all Andy, gonna really well. quick that you brought up Texas Tech they're actually playing right now versus West Virginia and last I saw they were up like 60 something to 20 something wow West Virginia is bad this yeah year. Texas Tech is up 79 to 44 with five minutes left in the 81 45 now they are – Texas Tech will be an interesting team, actually, getting off topic here a little bit. But Texas Tech will be an interesting team in the tournament because they do score offense some games, and they uh, 
play some good defense. And if we're going to talk about just really quickly in college, something that happened over the weekend, I don't know if you saw this. Louisville, not Louisville, I'm sorry. Virginia Tech versus NC State on Saturday. NC State went into that game ranked 23rd in the country at home, two-point favorites, and they scored 24 points. That is atrocious. I actually watched some of that game. Very Rams-like. I watched some of that game. It was tough to watch. They ended up shooting, I think, that it ended up being like nine for, like, I don't know actually what it was, but it was like, it was very poor from the field. I've never seen a game that bad for, like, good ranked teams. I mean, they set all sorts of records for, like, worst game, like, ever from a ranked team and whatnot, and it was uh, it was really bad. It was – and the, the crazy thing about that, too, is you might be thinking, like, oh, they must have lost by 50 points or 60 points. No, they actually only lost by 23 because Virginia Tech only scored 47. That was – it was bad. If you're a, if you were watching that game, NC State shot nine of fifty-four from the field. Yeah, not like great. Sixteen point seven percent, two of twenty-eight from three, a like whopping seven percent. And uh, it was just bad. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I would be interested. I'm interested to see their next game because, what kind of practices are those for the next couple days? You know, like, I mean, what do you even say to your team after you not only lose? But you scored 24 points. I mean, the defense obviously wasn't that bad. Gave up only 47. No, the ball just uh, didn't get in the hole. It hit yeah. the rim. No, I don't know. No, you got to shoot a thousand shots a, per, a kid um, yeah. all, all day, every. But day. I'll tell you or, what. Or just go to I would. I would college. almost. If, yeah, you're not going to the pros. That's true. If they're, I don't know who their next game is against and when it is. But if it's a home game and it's a team that they're like favored by, I would take them because I feel like they have to come out that game, their next home game, and just dunks only coming hot. Like remind the fans that no, no, we do know how to score. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't really have anything else in the sports world. I know we keep saying we're going to cover baseball, but we will get I to have, that. It's all, it's all the research is done. I know. Now that the Super Bowl's over, yeah, hockey season, we haven't really talked much about. And we probably won't until hockey playoffs come around. Give out some predictions, I suppose. Uh, and then uh, basketball we've been talking about a little bit and yeah pretty much uh, baseball we'll have some good previews but the biggest thing with baseball and we keep saying it we bring it up almost every show Bryce Harper Manny Machado still not on a team yeah almost there yeah I mean it's gonna be March yeah no it'll it'll happen it'll happen but I'm just saying those they will play this year oh yeah but I'm just saying those are the big things they're obviously now I'll tell you this Andy do you think one of them is waiting for the other like, is it a game of chicken? Like, okay, hey, if Manny Machado got – let me hear, hear me out here. If Manny Machado gets 10 years, $350 million, doesn't Bryce Harper – or $300 million, doesn't Bryce Harper come out and say, okay, I deserve $400 million or 450 I don't think they're necessarily waiting for each other, but I think once one signs – It'll be a domino effect. Because it's the teams that will then – because it's like, oh, the White Sox and the Phillies are in on both. Well, that's what's funny, too, is when and you think of the – once te- one signs, then they'll the, go. The teams that have met with them so far, at least with – yeah, what haven't even been like the biggest name teams like White Sox met with Machado. I've heard the Padres last week met with Harper. It's like, can I really see Harper in the Padres lineup? I don't think so because he's batted in the mid 200s on a team that's got had good players around him. He goes to San Diego, he's not going to have much around him. San Diego has a ton of young talent. Like really I know, but person, but like I, what I read was like, why are they doing this now? They the Padres should wait until all those minor leaguers 
actually make it, and then you go out and get a big-name free agent instead of, like, paying a bunch of money to win 72 games next year. But, yeah, we'll see. It's Baseball is kind of – I think people have complained, but I think they kind of figured out the problem of, like, well, how do they – the Yankees and Red Sox and Dodgers and Cubs are going to outspend everyone, but they actually put in rules so that they can't just spend ridiculous amounts because all those teams have to moderate their spending. The, the Red Sox had a big offseason last year, won them a title. This year, nothing. They're not going to be able to – they might be able to bring Kimbrell back, who's still a free agent and one of the other big ones. Yeah. Um, but it's like these rules are in place. They're working. The Dodgers and Yankees have been trying to cut payroll the last few years. It's like – so the big-name guys aren't going just to those teams every year. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice? I mean, this is – what if Bryce Harper decided, you know what, I'm going to go to the Angels – Bat right behind yeah. Mike Trout. Can you imagine those two on the same team? They still wouldn't make the playoffs the way they play. But <laughs> I was actually, you know, that's another thing for you local fans out there, those Angel fans that are, since they are the closest team to us. You know, it's. I was talking about that the other day with about Mike Trout. Mike Trout's going into what is seventh or eighth year now, something like that. Yeah. And he's been in one playoff series in his career, and he got swept. The man is one of the best baseball players, if not the best, probably the best all around in the league. And the guy has never even come close to winning yeah. anything because he hasn't even won a playoff game yet. And it's like, at what point do you get through your midlife crisis here with baseball when you like blink and you're like, because I want to say he's like our age. I want to say he's going to be like he's like 27 or something like that, 26, 27. He's going he's gonna to have to figure this out soon because he's going to approach 30 and then he's going to look back and be like, I was what? I was just never on a winning team. Like I never won titles. It, it happens. I think. A Rod was never in the playoffs until he got to the Yankees. He got there with Seattle once, didn't he? I don't think so. I don't think Seattle made the playoffs during. Even I think Seattle they, had. They made it right when they got Griffey. rid of him, right? Yeah, they made it the year after. That's when they. Ichiro and. Yeah, but when they had Griffey and Randy Johnson and like. Yeah, that's crazy. Great, bunch of great players. They don't think they ever made the playoffs. Interesting. Baseball's hard. But that was because those Yankee teams were dominant back then, and the Indians were good. But who was in their division dominating then? Um. Texas Rangers were pretty yeah. good. Juan Gonzalez. Actually, also, for what this is worth, too, this was before, like, the wild card playoff games, yeah. too. So, if you weren't winning your division, it was tough to get in because Boston was a good team. The Yankees were a good team. The White Sox, I think, were decent. The Indians were good. The Tigers were the Tigers good? Then? No, the Tigers, the Tigers were garbage. Were horrendous. In the yeah. Movies. So were the Royals and stuff. Yeah, that's right. But, no, I think the – and I know the Angels weren't anything special. So, I mean, I'm trying to think. Oakland, I don't think, was doing anything in the – 90s really it's just the Rangers they had Pudge they had it was yeah Palmero Juan Gonzalez that was a good team but uh well we talked a lot more baseball than we yeah that. I think we did we're just giving you guys 90s baseball <laughs> teaser and you know though that's what we do on here you know we end up rambling a little bit How about the Cal Ripken Jr. right yeah well, you got you know. games in a row honestly I love the nostalgia of the 90s baseball the 90s sports that was the great time you know yeah, reminiscing really of those early 2000s the 90s but I think that does actually. That's a good note to go out on. Conclude our uh, sports today. The biggest topic, obviously, was the Super Bowl, and we covered it pretty well. Uh, we won't get to really talk football for a long time. So yeah, we I mean, got draft and stuff like that. We, there's things. Yeah, but football, someone's gonna get arrested. It's just you such know. a long break. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, some Inevi retirements. Inevitable. Yeah, Tom you never Brady. know. I, I'm still, I'm still convinced Gronk might uh, hang it up. All right, and before we close out entirely, this podcast was brought to you by Simple Dog, the leash that is quicker and easier, and it works with your dog's current leash or collar. 
or harness or collar, I should say. For a limited time, Tony's Take listeners, that's you. Get 25% off and free shipping if you use promo code Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. So head over to simpledoggy.com. These leashes are spectacular. We did a giveaway on our Instagram, tonys.take, uh, in December. The people loved them. Make sure you uh, check them out. But uh, you've been listening to episode 97. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And t- Tony Katz. Yes. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that button. Share with a friend. Hit it. And hit that button. Later. <laughs>